Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast, you guys. We are in for a heavy story today. You know, I keep thinking that I should almost entitle any of the podcast episodes that have to do with recovery. I just keep thinking recovering out loud. I just love the idea of people recovering out loud. And Today, you get to hear from somebody that's become a friend over Instagram. We chat back and forth and he's chatted with my son. He's got an incredible, incredible story of addiction and rising out of that and hope and, um, you know, where one simple choice can can lead us. And Kyle Quisling um, was once the most wanted man in Hawaii Um, spent many years in uh, maximum security prison. I will tell you before we dig into this that this is a heavy episode. It's a graphic episode. It's a lot of it is, is hard to listen to, but I think his message is so important. So let's tune in. Well, Kyle, it is so amazing to just connect with you. I mean, we have so much in common, you know, our backgrounds and what we're kind of doing in the world. And this is one of those meetings where I'm like, this is such a gift of of social media and the way that the world's connected now, you know, to be able to, we had a long conversation a couple of weeks ago and it it was, we just went right there, you know, all the God stuff and the, just the deep Mm -hmm. stuff and your story. It's so powerful it's such a miracle and it's so incredible to me to see how God works. Um, and so really, I just, I'm honored to have you on here. I'm honored to call you a friend and I'm going to let you take it away and just kind of share, you know, your story, where you kind of came from and mm. what you're doing in the world now, because you're doing some really amazing stuff. Okay. So my, my story is like three sections. Yeah. There's the beginning yeah. with Tiger, then there's prison, and there's what I do today. I mean, help, so, can we just stop there for a second? You just said there's the beginning with Tiger. We're talking Tiger yeah. Woods, prison, uh, and now you're doing God's work. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> uh, three, there's three segments to my life. Yeah. Mm. I'm well, I want to hear, I really want you to go all the way back. You know, I was, okay. I was telling my son that I was connecting with you tonight and he was like, yeah, yeah, die, die, yeah. we're going to get you here golfing one day, but, um, Perfect. yeah, take us all the way back. Okay. Aloha everybody. My name is Kyle born and raised on a big Island in a town called Hilo. And my parents got divorced at the age when I was three years old. My grandfather quickly took me into his home. My grandfather's name was George Martin, and he was the chief of police. And my grandpa, I looked up to him, and he taught me a lot of things as a child. And for him being a chief of police, he taught me morals. He taught me respect. He taught me love. He taught me everything that a child needs. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather's backyard, there's a little stone wall, three feet high. And if you walk over that stone wall, you're right into the golf course, the Hilo Muni Golf Course. So it was just a matter of time before I picked up the golf club. But I remember watching my grandpa hit his golf ball. I remember my grandpa hitting, I remember my grandpa hitting the golf ball for the first time. And I instantly fell in love with, with golf. 
he put the hands in my club and every chance I got, we walked over that stone wall and we played golf. And by the age of 10 years old, he entered me into my first golf tournament, which was a state tournament. And I came first. So at 10 years old, I was ranked first in the state, wow. which, which qualified me to go to San Diego to compete in the junior world championships. So out of all the states, the top golfer from each state go to San Diego. That's where the first time I ever met Eldrick Tiger Woods. And wow. And you were how yeah. old? You were 10? I was 10. I was Gosh. 10. And he God. won his state. He won his state tournament. So he, he qualified for the junior world tournament. Wow. And we played together in the same group. And just so happens he won. He came in first, of course. And I came in fourth. And how and old that, was he that, at the time? He was nine. He's one year younger than me. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, so cool. So, so at 10 years old, I was already ranked fourth in the world and a state champion at 10. Mm. So when I flew back to the big island of Hawaii, I sat on the stone wall and I was looking into the golf course. Kyle Kilau Singh, 10 years old. And I was looking into the golf course and I made a goal for myself at 10 years old. And this was my goal. I was going to beat everybody in junior golf. I was going to go high school, beat everybody in high school, go college, graduate, turn pro, and buy me a mansion. That was my goal. <laughs> I, I made love that it. Goal. I love a 10-year-old made... that can set big goals like yeah. that. So That's I, awesome. I, I sit. I'm sitting on that wall, and I made that goal for myself. The very next day, I got up before the sunrise, and I was sitting on the wall with my golf bag. As soon as I could see light from the sun, I was in the golf course and I was golfing until I hear my mom or my grandpa yell, Kyle, school. <laughs> Before school, over. you were on the golf yeah. course. Wow. Jumped over the wall, pull my golf bag down, get my backpack and I went to school. And in order for me to achieve my goal, I got to be one good student. I got to be on a roll. I got to be smart. So in school, I was an honor roll student. And after school, I would go home. I would do my homework really quick. I would jump over that three feet wall and I would golf until the sun went down mm. every single day. Wow. Every single day. And long story short, I won six state titles, which qualified me to see Tiger every single year. I seen him wow. at Presidio Hills. I seen him at Mission Bay, Balboa, and Torrey Pines Golf Course. Wow. And we would see, we would see each other every year. And I guess I stick out from, from people. So every time he would see me, he'd call me pineapple because you know I'm from Hawaii. He'd <laughs> go, oh, it. pineapple, pineapple. And I'll, hey, what's up, Eldrick? And we, we, we spoke, we used to speak and, and it was amazing. So we fast forward the tape. We fast yeah. forward the tape. My junior years, I beat everybody here in Hawaii. Everybody beat them. So I in high school now and I beating everybody in high school. Yeah. All my friends, experimenting with beer, experimenting with cigarettes, experimenting with pakololo, whatever, weed, not me. Nobody ever did ask me. Well, they know I had everybody on my island knew that I was going to put Hawaii on the map and I had a bright and promising future. Yeah. Yeah, because I was all over the news. That's why Kyle Kilausing win this, Kyle Kilausing won that. And so nobody ever did try to steer me down the wrong path. Senior year to high school, honor roll student. No drugs, no liquor, no nothing. Focus. I'm sitting in class. I hear my name called on the speaker behind me. Kyle Kilau Singh report to the office. I look at my teacher and I said, oh, miss, I went to the office, yeah? She said, go to the office. So I walk on the office. I knock on the door. 
I heard my principal's voice come in and open the door and shut the door behind me. And I was looking at my principal and a man that I never did see before in my life. This guy went stand up. He said, he'd stick out his hand. And he said, Kyle, I've been following you for a while. And I'm here today to offer you a full ride scholarship. Mm. Boom, I'd stick out my hand. In my brain, I was, oh, what took you so long, bro? <laughs> and, and in my senior year of high school, every day I'd go home from school, me and my mom would go to the mailbox and we'd bring out numerous letters for schools. Yeah. And we'd, I remember putting them on a table and we'd be, oh, this one, look at this school, son, look at this school. And it was fun. That's what we did every night before dinner. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. But this, this situation, I'd stick my hand out and I shook his hand because this man, he, he made the effort yeah. to come on a plane to Hilo, where I live, come to my school and talk to me in person. Wow. Instead, instead of one letter. Yeah. So I, I jumped. I jumped. That showed good character. That's on his part. Yes. Yeah. So I shook his hand. I said, I see you in six months. Wow. He said, I see you in six months. Boom. He I turn around. I walk out of the office. My head instantly got big. Like <laughs> yeah. this. And it got filled with arrogance. Got filled with pride. Mm. Got filled with sense of entitlement. And I was walking around campus like I was a different person, bro. And the teachers noticed something different in my behavior. And instantly they told me, Kyle, you better humble yourself, bro. You never graduate yet. That's so interesting to me. Why do you think in that moment? Because up until that moment, you were state champion year after year. You're playing year with all the year. big wids. Mm -hmm. Why do you think in that moment that kind of changed for you, for your ego? Because my goal that I set for myself, yeah, junior golf, did it. High school, did it. All I get is four years of college and I'm, I'm going to join the tour. Yeah. Yeah. For, I almost there, bro. Yeah. So once I shake that guy's hand, I, I end up ending on a marathon already. All that hard work I put in. So I, I felt it, the arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a 17 year old kid. 17 year old kid. Yeah. 17 year old kid. What else can you expect? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember one teacher telling me I better humble myself. And my response to this teacher was, please don't tell me what to do, bro. You just want to teach her, bro. I'm going to be a millionaire. Kyle, you better get that mentality out of your head, bro. Yeah. Boom, like, and I did something bad to, an, to a male teacher. I, I threw something at him because I wanted to impress one girl and show people that I'm superior because I'm going to join the tour in four years. And I got expelled. Bro. Mm. Six months to graduation, I got expelled. Mm -hmm. And... Here in Hawaii, we have this thing called coconut wireless, where word travel fast. Bro. Coconut wireless. Coconut wow. wireless. Yes, I so get the, it. So the word, the word got out. You heard about Kyle Kilausin, the golfer? He got wow. kicked out because he lost his ride, bro. This guy is so dumb, bro. If, if that was so me, that, go, go, go. did that your college scholarship went away with that? Yeah, everything. Oh, everything. And 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 all I know, my mom was disappointed. My my mom tried to call the principal and try to plead with him and. Yeah. But what it did was kind of severe. And yeah. I don't know nothing at that age of time in my life. I don't know nothing about golf. I never learned. I never take the time to learn anything. To this day, I still don't know how to build nothing. I don't know how to fix anything. Nothing. All I know is golf. Because yeah. that's what I set my goal to. So me and my mom, I just turned 18 years old. We're in a supermarket. My mom telling me, son, what you going to do? I don't know. Uh one lady, one lady would come up to me in a supermarket. She said, hey, Kyle, I heard what happened to you. 
you're so dumb. That's okay, though. That's okay. Mm. Every, everywhere I went, people was calling me dumb. And crushing. At that age. Crushing. Yeah, it was crushing. A, oh, man, that's a lot and, to take on as an yeah, old prodigy. Yeah. I couldn't help. I couldn't help. So one day I, I walked to my mom and I said, Mom, I got to get out of here, son. She said, what are you talking about? I said, I, I got to leave. I cannot handle more. I cannot handle these people calling me dumb. I mean, I know I made a bad choice. Bro. She said, well, what you like to do, son? I said, I like to go to Alaska. Mm. She said, who you know in Alaska? I said, nobody, bro. She said, son, I, get, I don't want that much money. And if you do go, I'm going to buy you a one-way ticket, bro. So you better sleep on this tonight. And tomorrow morning, you, you tell me what you like to do. Mm. Okay, you understand? Okay, that's I understand. A tough, that's a tough mama. <laughs> yeah, so in my room all night, thinking, thinking. I woke up the next morning, I look at my mom, 18 years old. I said, Mom, I go. She mm. said, son, I'm not going to buy you a one-way ticket, you know. And you better not call me back and tell me you're stuck. You understand, son? Wow. I said, I understand, bro. I had bags, two backpacks. She dropped me off at the airport, and I left. I left. I went to a land that I never know anybody. I never know anything about. And the reason why I chose Alaska because it's different from Hawaii, opposite from Hawaii. Yeah. And nobody gonna call me dumb, bro. Mm -hmm. So I went. Long story short, I was up there for five years. I met one Eskimo girl, and I get three beautiful kids: Ikaika, Kaimana, and Kaikala. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was I was in Alaska for five years. I still no smoke. I still no drink. I still just existing. One morning, I get up. I wake up the Eskimo girl. My son's sleeping on the bed. I said, wake up. She didn't wake up. I said, I'm going home. She said, you go back to sleep. You, you, you're having a bad dream. You're home. I said, no. This is not my home, bro. I'm going to bring my kids back to Hawaii. You're going to do what you got to do. And when you're ready, come to Hawaii. I'm going to have a place set up for us, bro. I got to go home. It's out of the blue. Boom. I'm going home. Wow. So she said, you sure? I said, yeah. So she let me take my kids and I went home, bro, to Hawaii. Mm. my sister my little sister went fly up to Alaska helped me and my kids because I get twins they were small six months old my son was three oh years old oh my gosh yeah wow so as soon as my soon as my plane had touched down into Hawaii <laughs> I land right into the crystal meth epidemic bro. Mm. yeah I don't know nothing about crystal meth I don't know nothing about nothing all I know is at home the first thing I do is I jump in my sister's car and I go down the beach because that's what we do here in Hawaii we go to the beach yeah I saw all my friends from school. All of them was addicts. All of them was ugly. I was looking at them like, bro, you're so ugly. What's the matter with you, bro? <laughs> I promise. I never know what was going on. And everybody started busting out on crystal mint pipe, bro. Everywhere I went, crystal mint was just on fire, bro. Uh. And it was just a matter of time. I only can say no so much. And a day came. I was at the beach. I just was, I just was done surfing. I put my surfboard in the back of the truck and turn around. And the Christmas pipe right there. I said, you know what, let me try. Mm. I did them. And when I blew out the crystal mat for the first time, I blew out everything that was instilled in me as a child. Mm -hmm. Every ounce of goodness in my body, bro, in my soul, came mm. out. And I instantly became an addict. Mm. And I did what was necessary to fulfill my addiction. And I terrorized my home, bro. Avoid. And I did plenty of bad things, bro. Fulfill my addiction. And I live on an island, bro. 
And I gave the police on one good run for the money because I live on an island where I go and run in circles. So the time went on. I was in my active addiction. Was your grandfather still alive? Was he? No, he passed away. He okay. passed away. And they put me back on the news again. But this time wasn't for gold. was because they labeled me Hawaii's most wanted. Mm. And they put me on the news and they said, if anybody see Kyle Kilau Singh, please do not try and apprehend suspect, this, that, bad, 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 whatever. And I brought panic shame upon my family, upon myself. And a day came when they caught me. This is what I look like. This is the day they caught me. That picture. Man. Yep. Crazy. I was 29, 29 years old. So 98 that was pounds. 98 pounds. Four years after you started? Yep. Wow. And you know the day they caught me right here? They put me back on the news. The big catch, Kyle Kilau Singh captured. Because they wanted the, the community, they wanted the island, they wanted the state to know that I was in custody so they could breathe a sigh of relief. And they was happy. The police department had on party, the community had on party, everybody, because I was a menace. Mm. So when they took me to jail, I never did get in trouble in my life. Now I go into jail for the first time. And the first two weeks, all I did was eat and sleep because there's two things I didn't do while on my addiction. Yeah. So slowly I got my weight back. I started doing push-ups. I started to become strong. I was physically strong. But my addiction to crystal meth was even stronger. I was going to say, that, how was that detox? I mean, you probably yeah. went through an insane detox. Yeah. And at that time of the crystal meth epidemic, the jail was overcrowded. So I had three men to one cell and the jail was just packed. So they put, put me with 40 other inmates in a makeshift room. It was an old cafeteria. So I get 40, 40 men with 40 mattresses on the ground. Wow. So I'm there now. And I'm looking up, 50 feet up. I'm looking up. I see one window and skylight way at the top where light can come in. My friend come up to me. He said, what you looking at, Kyle? I said, you see that window up there? He said, yeah. I'm going to escape, bro, tonight. Mm. He said, bro, how you going up there? And in Hawaii, you eat a surf or you want cowboy. There's two things that we do in Hawaii. <laughs> and at that time had panic cowboys bro in, in there with me. Yeah. And because of because of what I did, the all my crimes and the high speed chases, and I kind of went build like one one status. Mm -hmm. So when when I needed help, I said, bro, I need all kick everybody off the mattresses. I need you guys to take everybody's sheets and I need you guys to rip them and make one rope. That's how cowboys do, yeah. You guys make rope, yeah. So make me one rope out of all these sheets. Oh, next thing you know, my friends was kicking everybody off the mattresses. Get off, get off, get off. Wow. Boom, everybody, all my cowboy friends started ripping sheets, making braids. They made on rope, on super long rope. Okay, we get the rope. What you like me to do now? You see that light hanging down? Yeah, lasso them. That's what you guys do, eh? Cowboys, you guys lasso, yeah? Lasso <laughs> that light. Oh, my friend, bro. Boom, lasso the light. Boom. Give me the rope. Climb the rope. Climb the light. Pull myself up. Pull Hawaiian ninja warrior. Make my way to the top. Wow. I bust the window with my elbow. Pull, pull. I squeeze my way out. I get all scars all on my back, all on my arms, because I, I squeeze through the window, and I was on the roof. Next thing you know, I jump off the roof. I get wow. up, 
first Oklahoma chalk I saw, I steal them and I found crystal meth and we in kiss and we in wow. embrace. Yep. So I planned and executed one of the biggest escapes, bro. That's crazy. And all truly crazy. fueled by the desire to use. Yep. Yep. I, get, I get that. I get crystal it. Met, bro. So mm-hmm. like I go back again to what, what I was, what I said earlier is I live in an island wagon run, Mara. Wagon run. So this time was a different ball game. Now I was yeah. like, now I'm an escape fugitive, bro. So the FBI got involved. The police, they're looking for me hard because they had the hardest time catching me. So they came strong. Man. 12 days later, three high-speed chases later, they caught me again. Recaptured. Yeah. This time they shackled me up. Wherever I went, they shackled me head to toe in chains. Mm. So I cannot run. And I don't know nothing about prison. I learned everything from scratch. So yeah. when I caught when when they caught me and they took me back to the same jail and escaped, one of the guys knew me. He knew I was a good golfer. He said, Kyle, bro, you're so dumb, bro. I said, Why? You didn't escape, you know. I said, Yeah. You know what that makes you know? I said, What? That's on high, wherever you go, you're gonna be on high risk inmate. Mm. High risk. I said, I don't, I don't understand, bro. He said, You know, when you see the news and you see lifers, guy who who kill people, I said, Yeah. There's there is high risk. Because they're never gonna see a light of day again. And the mm-hmm. mentality is high risk. Gang leaders, we're planning influence on other inmates. We put them away in, in high risk because they're high yeah. risk. You, Kyle Kilao Singh, escapee, high risk. What? So he shake his head and he said, Kyle, bro, just hang on, bro. Okay? Mm-hmm. Boom. So they sit me down on a phone on by a phone on an office. They call this place called Halava Correctional Facility. It's on the island of Oahu. And they had, them, they had me on speakerphone. And a guy went answer. Hello, about correctional facility. And the guard said, hey, bro, we got a guy over here. His name is Kyle Kilau Singh. He's on punk. We cannot handle him. We just caught him from escape. Oh, I saw him on the news. You guys get him. Yeah, we get him. And a guy went call for me. He said, Kyle. I never answer. The guard didn't nudge me. Answer. I said, yeah. He said, hey, what's up, punk from Big Island? I heard you coming over here today. Yeah, we're going to be waiting for you, bro. We're going to be waiting for you. See you in a little bit, Kyle. And he didn't hang up. Mm. I don't know what to expect. They put me on a plane by myself with six guards, and they took me to Oahu on a plane where I met by the goon squad of Halava Prison. They're all looking at me. Kyle, you're a punk from Big Island. We get something for you, bro. Let's go. So six guards pushing me to this space called The Shoe. Special holding unit, aka the hole. Okay. Mm. I get on wagon, I'm pushing my wagon. So they put me in this seven by seven cell with no windows. And they put me in a cell and then left me there. And they fed me to a little trap door. Every morning, one, one little trap door would open, a plate would slide in, I'd stand up, I'd eat, and I'd shove them back through, and the thing would close. That's wow. breakfast. I did that three times breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every week, they would shove on toilet paper, smash them, and they'd put them through the trap, and it would land on the ground. they put on little hotel soap, and they would shove them through the trap mm. every week. It, they gave me no reading material, no writing material, nothing, because I'm a punk from Big Island. And I mean, you must what, have what just they, gone crazy. How long were you yeah, in there? Yeah. Wait, but what they did to me was illegal. But, yeah, God is good, bro. And next time they tell you, no, come prison. That's what they tell you in prison. When, it, when they break the law, they said, next time, no, come prison. 
So I would eat and I would pace. I would eat and I would pace. Eat and I would pace. That's what I'll do. Three steps, turn around. Three steps, turn around. Three steps, turn around like a dog. I don't know if it was nighttime. I don't know if it was daytime. Light on, 24-7, on. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I never see one human or hear one human for three years, bro. Yeah? And what, I don't care who you are, bro. You spend that much time in isolation. Things are taking a toll on your mind. I bet. I, I can't I even could, fathom. I could see my hair growing on my face, my skin. I was losing its complexion because I never feel the sun. I was pale and my face was full of hair, bro. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. And we as humans, I believe we were designed to communicate, to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. That's all part about being a human. So I yearning for a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting by my trap door, like one dog, because I know my, my food will come in pretty soon. I want to attempt or talk to somebody, whoever bringing me my food. So I'm waiting like one dog. Soon as that thing opened, that trap, I yell, hello, 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 who's out there? Try something else. The next time somebody open up that trap, I'm going to swear as much times as I can in hopes they swear at me back. Right. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So the next day, the next meal came, I yell, F you, F you, F you. Nothing. Nothing. I lose in my mind, bro. I lose in my mind. And the voices in my head, Moira, got mm-hmm. so loud, bro. And the voices in my head was telling me this. Kyle, you was on six times six champ. You was ranked fourth in the world. You can golf against Tiger Woods, bro. Look where you stand on. You know, mm-hmm. seven by seven. Windowless cell. Losing your mind, cause. Ramy hit in the wall, Kyle. Ramy hit in the wall. And at that time in my life, that would sound like the good thing to do. Yeah. So I said, whoever talking to me, okay, let's go. I'm backpedal as far as I could, bro. And I was ready for lunch for it and smash my head in the wall. Because the voice was right. Yeah. So I, I go back as far as I could. I couldn't go. Something was holding me back against my wall. And the only direction I could go was down, bro. To my knees. Mm-hmm. And one thing that wasn't instilled in me as a child was God. Yeah. For some reason, God wasn't introduced to me. But I remember, Moira, I remember when, when I was a kid, I saw one show of one guy on his knees asking this guy named God for help because he needed help, bro. Those images started flashing through my head. I could literally see the back of my head watching my grandma's TV, bro. Wow. Yeah. And I was already there. I was already there, bro, on my knees. Yeah. And all I said was, God, my name is Kyle, bro. I'm sorry for what I did, cause. I was calling him cousin all. In Hawaii, we call each other cause, short for cousin. Yeah. I said, cause, I'm sorry for what I did, bro, to all those people, cause. And if you're really, 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 really out there, cause, help me, cause. I need help, bro. I need help, cause. And when I said that word, amen, amen. Mm. Oh, my, my whole body, bro. This warmed, cause. This warmed. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't stand up. I was still in my seven by seven cell, but I was free, bro. I don't know if you could understand that. Yeah, I can. I was free, bro. And I said, I got saved. And God is good, bro. God needed me for being menace. He needed me for plan the biggest, execute one of the biggest escapes. So I put in isolation. So I break. Yeah. And I turned to him. And I know he was waiting because when I said that word, amen, with instant, instant. Wow. And I look back on my life and he was there waiting, bro. Just waiting. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. And I, when I did, he grabbed me and he saved me, bro. 
So now so I what see. Did, what did that look like before and after? Like how, how long were you in there before that moment? And how long were you in there after? And what did your day, how did your days look different after that? Okay. So every day I used to pace. So the next meal, the next meal, I was waiting for my food come in by a trap door. And I heard the trap door open. And I said, hello, hello, who's out there? I heard a voice. And wasn't in my head, bro. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, oh, Kyle, you all right? I said, whoa, 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 shucks, don't leave, don't leave. I'm all right. I'm all right. I just like said, sorry, bro for swearing at you, I don't know, every day. And I just wanted to hear your voice. Whoever that on the outside, I'm sorry, bro. Mm. And if you can, I can ask you a favor. You said, Kyle, this is our first conversation, but you're asking me for a favor? <laughs> he said, what you need, bro, honey? I said, if can, I can have a piece of pepper and, and on pen, if can. He said, bro, I'll see what I can do. And the trapdoor went closed. The feelings inside me, I needed to get them out, bro. Yeah. It was so beautiful. My emotions were so beautiful, bro. I, I had nobody for a sure went. Yeah. So I paced, I paced, I paced like I normally do. Dinner time came, the trap door went open. The same voice told me, Kyle, look under your rice. I mm. grabbed my plate, I put them on the ground, I moved my rice ball, I moved my chicken patty. And I saw <laughs> a little, I saw a little Ziploc bag like this big. Inside there I had a little four-inch bendable pen. I could bend my pen in half like this, bendable. So if I try to commit suicide, nothing going to happen. It's going to bend. Yeah. And three sheets of memo paper, real small. Wow. And I started writing. And I started writing front and back, front and back, writing <laughs> as much as I could, bro. You like hear what I wrote? You like hear what yeah, I wrote? Yeah, I know. Yes. I'm like, what in the world were you writing? I wrote, I wrote this. I have a friend and we're like two peas in a pod. And just so happens, he's an awesome God. I'm thankful for the bond that is shared between us. Please let me take this time to introduce Jesus. My friend I have is like no other because the relationship we share is closer than a brother. Love and compassion he will never lack. And my friend Jesus will never turn his back. Something about him you probably heard. You can read more about him in the book called The Word. If you open your Bible, you see what I mean. And if you don't believe me, go to John 3, 16. Accept my friend to be your savior and watch your life get a whole lot better. He gave sight to the blind and he cured the lame. And he answered your prayers if you pray in his name. Mm-hmm. He'll clear your path so you won't stumble. And if you ask, he'll make you humble. Jesus will be there at any cost because he's the one that got nailed to the cross. He was ridiculed and tormented and his ways were rejected. But all that changed and he resurrected. Jesus has the power and authority to save. And my very best friend, even conquered the grave. Jesus has the ability to heal and mend. And I'm proud to say that he's my friend. So turn from evil and sin no more, and heaven will await you an open door. The glory of God I want people to see so they can experience firsthand what my friend did for me. Wow. And that's what I wrote, bro. And that's, that's what I wrote. That's what you wrote. That's what I wrote. That's what, that's I wrote. what you wrote. And, it, and this is what he did. This is what he did for me. How did you know? Like I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing, bro. I don't and know you, nothing about nothing. You didn't know John 3.16 or I anything. Don't know John like 3, that. I don't know anything. Just write. I just write. Wow. I have goosebumps so from head to toe. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, the, when the, the day came, I hear a ruckus at my front door. I never did hear the noise before. I just run back as far as I could, three steps to the end of my wall. The door went open. And I see two big Samoan guards, bro, big ones, looking at me. And I'm looking at them, tripping out. 
I never seen a human in a while, bro. Mm. They told me, come on, Kyle, let's go. I said, where are you going? He said, you're going to the high cause. Let's go. I said, before I leave this cell, I like ask you a question. Face to face, I like ask you a question. He said, yeah. How long I was in this cell? He said, oh, Kyle, you in here for three years and two weeks, bro. Three years. And two weeks. Oh, my I, God. I instantly cry, bro. I instantly cry. Three birthdays, three Christmases, three Thanksgiving to my family, everything gone. Three, three of them. Wow. That makes me sick then, to my stomach. I yeah, mean. yeah. So I saw Yusu walking three steps and turning around. Three steps, turn around. That's all I did. So now I'm leaving myself. One, two, three. My fourth step out of the door. I started counting four, five, six, seven, eight. The garden looked at me and he said, bro, Kyle, you're right or what? All right. So what are you counting for? I said, I don't know, bro. It's the most steps I took in the same direction in a while, bro. Mm. He said, are you sure you're right or what? I said, all right. So they're walking me up to the high custody prison, bro. And we, we, reached that, we reached that place. And everything is glass in the high custody prison. So the guards don't need to go inside. They can see from outside. Yeah. So they walk me up to the to this glass door, big metal gate, glass door, bulletproof glass. And I'm looking at 179 guys now, looking at me. All I saw was tattoos, muscles, and no more teeth. <laughs> That's what I saw. Yeah. And I'm looking at them. Big beard, big hair, pale. I'm looking at them through the glass. The door and open. Boom. The guard told me, Kyle, go in. Mm. Oh, moral. Fear froze me. Yeah, from not yeah. seeing a human being for over three years. Now I'm looking at 179 guys, bro. Like crazy. Just, these these men, the way they look at you, this this the way they pierce their eyes by you is scary, bro. So I I went in, they pushed me in, the door and closed behind me. Everybody went stop what they did and then turned to the door. They like see who in here, and they saw me, and I put on my head. And that's the worst thing I ever did, bro. Mm. I was pushing my wagon. In my wagon had my toilet paper, soap, and a towel. I'm looking for cell nine. I'm counting on the wall. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I see nine. I leave my wagon outside. I run into my cell. Oh, not even one minute mm. in my cell. Three men run inside, shut the door, and then smash me, bro. They beat me up, bro. They stomped me. They knocked out all my front teeth. All this, all my teeth came out. And they left me there. In my cell nine floor. Left me there, bro. And all I heard was on voice again. Was my bunkie. All I heard was, oh, you're right. You're right. And I remember just mm -hmm. groaning. He said, you're right. I thought you was dead. Just lay there, bro. Mm -hmm. This voice telling me, just lay there. So I just lay there, bro. And they took my toilet paper, they took my soap, took my towel. But most importantly, they wanted to find out if I was on prey or on predator. That's what they do, that's why. And they found out real quick, bro, that I was on prey because I never fight back. Yeah. I never get into a fight in my life, bro. That's not how I was raised. Mm. Every day I get beat up. They took my food. My mom would send me nice shoes so I could exercise. 
I never have the shoes more than two minutes. They took them. And when the doors closed at night, my bunkie, he was on quadruple lifer. Here in Hawaii, he'd kill one family, he'd time around on tree, and he'd set him on fire. Mm. My bunkie at that time is on quadruple lifer. And when the doors ain't closed at night, bro, he told me, bro, Kyle, what is your story called? Something different about you, bro. If you're looking for some more in-depth training on mindset practices and how to create your vision, how to reverse engineer your goals, how to craft your morning process, all of the things that I'm super passionate about, you guys, the Rise Up course is where it's at. It is literally my lifetime, my mind in a course, every single tip, strategy, and hack that you could possibly ask me about is in this course. So jump into the show notes right below and you'll see the link for the Rise Up course and my Rise Up planner, and you guys can rise up with us. Then I shared my story with him. He said, I knew it, bro. I knew it, bro. Mm. What you got sentenced to? I said, they gave me 10 years, bro. How long are you using here? Using the whole, I heard using the whole, the word got out there, using the whole long time. How long you did in the whole? I said, three years in two weeks. He said, no, get too comfortable, bro, here with us. I said, why? It's your first time in prison. I said, yeah. You kill anybody, no. You rape anybody, no. All nonviolent. For real, for real. He said, everybody got a chance for parole, bro, on their first time in prison. You yeah. just did you just did three years. You can see the body three and three years, four months. Mark my words, bro. And you can go home. This is your first time in prison. You nonviolent crimes, bro. You can go home. So don't get too comfortable. Oh, I pray. Thank you, Jesus, bro. Yeah. I called my mom, mom. I just didn't talk to one of these guys in prison, but they said I gonna see the pro board in four months. And I come in home. This is my first time in prison, mom. All right. I said, mom, I like on party when I come home. I like eat Korean chicken, call auntie, call uncle, <laughs> and call everybody. She said, I will, son. Okay, I see you, mom, pretty soon, okay? I love you. Stay strong, son. Okay, mom. Boom. Three years, four months came. They called me. Kyle, pro board. My friend, my bunkie, look at me. I told you. I put on my uniform. I go to the pro board. I walk inside. The pro, the pro board looking at me. Kyle, don't even sit down. Don't, don't, don't even sit down. We've been waiting for you, Kyle. Yeah? You just did three years. We gave you 10. We're giving you your whole 10. We're maxing out. We're denying you parole. Next. Uh. I look at him like, what? Next. The guard nudged me, walked me out. Out of first guy you ever go meet, got denied parole on their first time in prison. Wow. Yeah, at the first inmate you're going to meet, got 10 out of 10. That means I did my whole 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God is good, bro. God is good, though. God is good, bro. So I was mad at that time, thinking, bro, I cannot, I cannot do this, bro. Seven more years. Yeah. So I went back to my cell and I told my bunkie, bro, guess what they did to me? They said, what? They gave me my whole 10, bro. I'm not going home. They said, you for real? Oh, what you did? We must have did some mess up stuff then, bro. <laughs> I said, bro. So every day I get beat up. Every day I get beat up. Mm. Nothing will change. Months go by, beat up. And in prison, if you get an issue with another man, you call him to your cell, you guys close the door and you guys fight. That's how you settle situations. Mm. So my bunkie calling me now. His name is Big Bill. He calling me. Kyle, come. Come to the room, bro. With a stern voice. I look into him like, what? What I did, I felt like I was going to get beat up by my dad again. <laughs> so I walk in across the room. I'm, I reach my cell. My bunkie tell me, go in the room. 
I go in the room. He locked the door behind us. He said, sit down. I sit down at the edge of the bed and he slapped me as hard as he could. Oh, right across my face. Boom. And I instantly went cry, bro. Because I thought he was my friend, bro. He said, look at me, Kyle. Look at me, cause I look up at him. He said, Kyle, I cannot see these guys doing this to you, bro, every day. Yeah? You got to fight, cause You're not going home, bro. And you got to remember where you stay, bro. You understand, cause And he slapped me one more time. Oh, look at me. I look up again at him. He said, remember where you stay. He opened a door. He locked me in the room. And that was it. That was the best advice I ever got, bro. Mm. I know I free from God. I free. I saved by God. But I got to remember, I stayed in a high custody prison, bro. Yeah. For seven more years. Ugh. So I, I got into planning physical altercations. And, and before I went to prison, I had a heart in my body that was like a tilled garden like one of the most beautiful golf courses you could ever find that was my heart and in my heart had one rose coming out representing love that's my heart bro. and every time in prison i gotta do something bad for that if i gotta walk up to one guy and beat him up for avoid getting beat up by three of those gang guys guess what i sorry bro and yeah. i will beat you up because so i had to do what i had to do bro even though i saved Walking up to innocent guys, but guys that I considered my friend in there, beating them up, bro. For get for avoid me getting beat up by them, the gang. Yeah. And every time I did something like that, I'll plant weeds in my heart. Boom, boom. I gotta do this to this guy again. Boom, boom, weeds. Mm-hmm. And as the years went by, my heart that was once beautiful was getting consumed, bro, by weeds, bro. And was choking out the love that was in me bro but God is good God's timing is impeccable bro and I, be, I slowly started becoming like them bro. so in prison you fight you train for fight and you play cards most of the time you're going to fight because the, the guy who losing cards he's going to get mad he's going like to fight so no matter what you're going to fight so I power fight for the day I unwinding we're playing cards with you we're playing cards. Wow. Yeah. Six guys, 10 feet away from us, raping one guy, raping him, mm. raping him. That's what they're doing there. That's why. Because these guys never going to see a female again, bro. So they get their, they satisfy their needs differently. Mm. Yeah. So this guy is screaming at the top of his lungs for help. I never did hear one man scream like that before in my life, bro. Mm. And I've been raised for help, bro. I've been raised to help. If you see somebody's truck on the side of the road and they're pushing, you put your truck on the side of the road and you jump out and you push. Yeah. You see one old lady in the store with a, with a heavy bag getting hard time. You step up and you help. That's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. But I got to remember where I stay, bro. Yeah? Maybe that guy getting raped did something bad to somebody's mom. Right. Maybe that guy did something bad to somebody's daughter and he paying the price. Yeah. So you just let things happen, bro. But I get hard time because that's not me, bro. I cannot just sit there like everybody else and listen to this guy get raped. So I tell my friend, I come right back. I'm going to use the bathroom. So I go to my cell. I close my door. I cry, bro. I drop to my knees and I pray, bro. But before I pray, I tell myself this. Kyle, stay humble, bro. You get seven years left. This is temporary. This is not your home. I'm reminding myself, bro. Drop to my knees and I pray. Father God, thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for everything that you do. Guide me and protect me. Amen. Stay humble prayer. Like my shirt. Stay humble prayer. Stay humble prayer. 
Stay humble, bruh. Guys get stabbed in the neck, blood shooting. You guys leaving them on the ground. I go to myself, close my door, take a big breath. Kyle, stay humble, bro. You get five years left. This is temporary. This is not your home. Drop to my knees. Father God, thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for everything that you do. Guide me and protect me. Amen. Stay humble, prayer. Stay humble, prayer. Stay humble, prayer. I, I cannot even, how much times I stay humble, prayer, bro. So I did my whole 10 years. Wow. And I see, I see plenty of things, bro. But God needed me. God needed me for see, needed me for see what I had to see. So I could feel what I got to feel. Cause he had plans, bro. He had plans, bro, for me. Yeah. So the day came, I bring release. I forgot to mention in Hawaii, if you get sentenced over 10 years, they fly you to Arizona. So I did five years in Hawaii. They sh- then they put me to Arizona. So the guard came up to me. He said, Kyle, I said, yeah. Your time is up, bro. You're going home. You're on the next plane home, bro. Thank you. I go to my cell, close my door, cry. Drop to my knees and I pray. Father God, thank you for this journey, bro. Thank you for everything that you allow me to see. Thank you for being there for me, bro. Thank you for revealing yourself to me, bro. Father God, while in this prison. Thank you for do, saving me. Do you have in your mind at that time, you know, going home, looking forward to going home, looking forward to getting out? Do you have plans? Do you have thoughts about what you want to do? Nope. No, no, you just know no. you're going home. So, so my, at the ending of my prayer, before I said amen, I said, Father God, use me in any way that you need me when I get free. Keep me cleansed so you can use me, Father God, to help people. Use me, Father God. Amen. That was my last prayer. Mm-hmm. So they flew me back home to the place I escaped. And I was waiting in the waiting room. And for once, I look in outside at freedom. I see the blue sky like behind me. Mm. I see trees. I see birds. I see my mom's Honda Odyssey van pulling. I told a guard, open the door, but my mom outside. He said, Kyle, I got to release you at two. Right now it's 158. Oh I said, gosh. bro, open the door, bro. He said, Kyle, you just did 10 years in prison. You can wait 120 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So oh the day came, I was free. I had hugged my mom. I had hugged my mom mm. in the parking lot of the jail. First thing she did, she pulled away. She said, son, what happened to your teeth? Then mm. she started rubbing my body on my tattoo. She said, son, what is all this on you? And the person that she remembered and the person that she saw was two different people, bro. I'm sure. And, you know, I know we're going, I know our time is running fast, but. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but do you want me to just continue yeah i need yeah absolutely okay i I, I want to yeah this is this is where it gets really good yeah okay so in prison i i used to get beat up every time because i was timid so i tried something different i started to act aggressive like i could fight i got beat up even more so in prison i didn't learn on where to speak which is stern the way i speak today and my sternness you gotta, that's how I adapt. That's how I speak in prison. That's how I keep you safe. Mm-hmm. So when I speak to my mom, she always used to tell me, son, why are you mad? I said, mom, I'm not mad. How come you're not smiling? How come you're talking so rough in me, son? I said, my free, but the happiest guy right now. Oh, no, seem like it. That's right, son. And my mom got a little dog, bro. A little white, fluffy dog. I think her name is Kiki. I told my mom this. Mom, if you take your dog Kiki, 
to the mountains, way up there in the bushes, and you drop off Kiki, and you leave her there for 10 years, and you drive back up to that very spot, and you call for her, Kiki, Kiki. I guarantee you, when you find Kiki, Kiki not going to be the same. Right. Because they're going to have to fend for itself, going to be dirty, going to be different. Yeah. Just like me, Ma. I was in the bushes for 10 years, Ma. Mm. And after I gave her that analogy, she got she, it. She got it. Yep. She got it. Yeah. So the day I went away, I left on bad taste in everybody's mouth. I'm sure. And I don't blame them. Yeah. So now I'm free. I'm free walking around. I'm free, man, bro. People's opinions and perceptions about me wasn't good, bro. Yeah. And I don't blame them. They don't want. They don't want to do no. Oh, we gotta hide our stuff. What are you gonna do? Broken down our door again? What are we gonna do? What are we gotta do? Mm-hmm. And the word got out fast, bro. That nobody wanted me home, and was rough, bro. Dealing with that opinions and perceptions of others. Yeah. But I, I remember the prayer, and I, I stayed focused at the task at hand. And I need a job, Mara. Yeah. So my mom took me job hunting because I got to survive. The first place I went, I said, hi, my name is Kyle Kilausing. Kyle Kilausing, get the F out of here. Get the F out of here. I'm looking at that man like, what? Oh, sorry, sir. Walk out. Yeah. Wherever I went, 200 people strike out. 200 places, applications literally thrown at me. Get get the F out of here. So hard. Was rough, bro. Hmm. Yeah. So my mom's husband went, went find me on job. And then the guy... His boss, when talked to me, he said, Kyle, I don't like you, you know, but I'm doing this for my brother. Mm. Yeah. Once you mess up, you're out of here, bro. You understand? Oh, well, how are you supposed to react? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I got one job through the help of somebody that boss didn't even like me. I don't blame him. One of my friends, he, he speak to schools, bro. He get um, MS. So he go to schools and he talk about not giving up. Mm. So I, I, I working out now. I'm not working. I just got off work. I sit at the beach. I'm working out. My friends see me. Oh, Kyle, when you got free? I said, bro, like one month ago. He said, wow, you look good, bro. You know, I speak to kids now at schools. Come with me. Why? What are you going to tell the kids, bro? He said, tell them how you go up with Tiger Woods. Tell them how you in prison. I guess tell them how you no more tea because I noticed you no more tea. And just tell him, bro. I said, you sure? He said, yeah. So I went. I did on school with him. My first school, 2,000 kids, bro. Before I went to the school, I, I went to Home Depot and I got me some chains. My police officer friend gave me on set handcuffs. And I took off my shirt outside the gym. I told my friend, shackle me up like they did in prison. And my friend introduced me to the kids. He said, my friend Kyle... He golf with Tiger Woods. This guy do marathons, triathlons. Everybody welcome Kyle. All the kids clap. Once I hear the kids clap, I start kicking the door, bro, as hard as I can from outside the gym. Because in prison, if you run out of toilet paper, you kick the door. If your inmate getting a heart attack, you kick the door. That's what you do. You kick the door. So I, I'm pretty good at kicking doors. Yeah. So I kick, I kick in the door, kick in the door. I tell the security guard, after 10 kicks, open the door, bro. Just by kicking the door is taking me to a place that where I was. So when that. he opened up that door and I walk in bareback, no more slippers, no more shoes, just with chains. 2,000 kids, bro. Silence. You could hear one pin drop. Yeah? 
and was, to be honest, was kind of rough having all these people looking at me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I never make eye contact with any of them. I walk in. I wanted the kids, the reason why I did what I did, because I wanted the kids to see on visual of a bad choice. Bro. Yeah. So I walk straight to the microphone. Where I see my friend, my friend looking at me like shocked, bro. Because I guess he could see him on my face. Bro. Yeah. That I was in a different place, bro. Because I was chained up again. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine what that brought up yeah. for you. Oh. Yeah. So I walk up to the mic and I said, one bad choice put me in a situation. One bad <sighs> choice. My friend took off the shackles, took them off. I put on my shoes, put on my shirt, put on my hat, walked back to the same microphone and said, but now I get a new lease on life. And I choose for be here today for talk to all of you guys, bro. Wow. And they clap. And there we go. My first wow. school, bro. My first school. Before I left the school, I said, I told the kids this. If you guys ever feel alone, bro, because your dad in prison, your mother running the streets, whatever, you guys get me, bro. Never feel like you guys are alone, bro. You guys understand? My Instagram is stay humble prayer, bro. Mm. Oh, my phone and blow up because, bro, 100, 200 messages, bro. The first message was from a boy. He said, Uncle, I graduate this year because of your presentation, bro. I was still on the straight and narrow, bro. Uncle, thank you. The second message is that we'd steal the deal, bro, for my mission was on girl. She said, Uncle, my mom is in prison because of ICE. Mm. Because of your presentation, I never gonna do ice. Thank you, bro. Uncle, love you. Mm. Message after message after message after message, bro. Wow. And that was my first school. How many schools so, have you done at this point? <laughs> I'm gonna share can you, story can real you quick. count? <laughs> no, I'm gonna share you a story real quick. So my friend Sammy, the one that gave me to the first school, he called me, but he said, bro, social media went off and everything going viral right now. I got I got invited, his name is Sammy. I got invited for speak to every school in Kauai because, and I like you coming me. I like you coming me, bro. Every school in Kauai, but we'll be there for one month, but let's go. We leave next week. I cannot. Just like what that. What you mean you cannot? What you mean you cannot? I said, I just found a job, bro. You know how hard I was for find a job, bro. He said, I know, but just, just go try ask. So I went back to the workplace and I look at him. I said, boss, I can ask you a favor. He said, yeah, I couldn't ask. So I asked for only one day, Friday. I said, I can have next Friday off. He said, for what? Oh, we'll speak to a school about what? Yeah, go here on Friday. No asking me again. So I called my friend. I said, I can do only one school with you Friday. So after I power work, I go jump on a plane. And Monday, I will do the school with you, the first school. So Friday after work, he was already on Kauai. I flew up there. And I was in Kauai. Monday came. Yeah. I did my first school in Kauai. 1,500 kids. Same thing. Same effect. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah? I said, you know what, Sammy? How much schools you get? He said, 46 schools. Wow. I'll call my boss right now. Boss, yeah. I said, I'm Kauai right now. You mind if I have three weeks off? <laughs> he said, what? I just gave you Friday off. I need you back tomorrow. You know what, boss? Thank you for this opportunity, bro, that you gave me. Knowing that I had a hard time finding a job, but I quit. What? You effer? You know what? Ah, hang up on me. I run up to my friend. I said, Sammy, guess what I just did? I quit my job, bro. 
He said, what? You quit. He hugged me, bro. And he said, I love you, bro. And I said, I love you too. And before I get emotional, I got to call my mom, though. Because every time I do something, I call my mom. Yeah. My mom would buy me a brand new Kia Soul, bro, as a, as a present from coming home from prison. And I call my mom. I said, Mom, I said, I'm quiet. I just did on school. All right, son, I see you back home tomorrow. I'm so proud of you, son. I said, Mom, guess what I just did, though? What you did, son? And quit. She said, what? The job that John found you? What about your car, son? What you do about your car? I said, Mom, if God can provide for one bird that fly in the air, he can provide for me because he loved me way more than a bird. <laughs> she said, she said, son, go, son, follow your heart. Hold on, next day, we did three schools, 500, 1,000, 500, boom, Tuesday, next school, Wednesday, we did all the schools. Wow. All the schools. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, amazing. And then long now we can get into the long story short. Eight years I've been free. I spoke to 95% of the schools here in Hawaii. I did every school on Kauai, Maui, Lanai, Molokai, almost every school on Oahu and my mm-hmm. island. Took me eight years, bro. Wow. And, I did and when you free. and I were talking, I was just going to say, well, I wasn't going to say that you free. did them for free, but you, you really felt like that was your way to repair. Yep. Kind of what you had brought upon your people yep. and the state. Yep. And yep. I don't like anybody go where I went bro, with my addiction or prison. I want to go to the schools. I tell the kids this, I tell the kids, we live in the most beautiful place in the world. Yeah, And if you guys like jeopardize where we live for a 10 by 10 cement cell in Arizona with a guy named Big Bill, you're out of your mind, but you better think yeah. straight up, cause straight up. It's bro. one Please. choice. It's one, one choice, choice, bro. One right. action. And it's crazy. you know what? I help these, I help these kids, but in actuality, they help me more because they keep yeah. me accountable. You'd come to Hawaii. We'd go to any island and we'll go to any beach. You can see the kids come up to us and they're going to say, uncle, you came to my school, bro. Thank you. Because of that, I free and this and that. And I never go in prison, bro. Thank you, uncle. No matter where we go, bro. And what an incredible impact. That's God is good, bro. God is so good, bro. And when I came out of prison, I came home with prison slippers, prison mm-hmm. shorts, and a prison shirt. That's it. Mm-hmm. I never have one cent to my name, bro. But I came home with saved. And I came home with my sobriety, bro. And to me, that is worth anything bro and now yeah. i get my own business and now i work for this organization called top youth speakers next week i go to vegas i go to texas i go to utah i go to west virginia ohio and just added on idaho bro just yesterday wow i know and just speaking at schools and unbelievable you know, you know when i the last island i did right before the pandemic was the island of wow and when i did that island I came home and I felt a sense of completion. Like yeah. I did what I could, bro. I did what I could. So I went into my bedroom. I shut the door. I went on my knees and I shared with God how I felt. I said, God, this is how I'm feeling, bro. I feel complete. And I need you to plant me the people that I need to further my mission so I can glorify you and help as many people in the process, bro. Mm-hmm. That's when all the blessings start coming. All the emails, pull, 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 pull. And it's just amazing, bro. How God work it every day. I pray and I ask God to keep me cleansed, bro. So through me, He can show His love, His forgiveness, His mercy, and His grace. Wow! And so you're I out there doing God's work every day yeah? as a full time job. 
every single day. When I go to schools and I meet kids, and amazing, bro. I just came yeah. home from Arkansas and Alabama and all over, bro. And just, you know my my picture right here? Yeah. I went to Office Max. I went on Google and I blew up my, my mugshot into a poster. And I pack mm -hmm. my bags and I bring my mugshot and I go to the school. And when all the kids, thousands of kids in the gym, I, I find a quiet place and I pray. And I ask God to give me the words that I need. Just like the poem. Give me the, yeah. let me be a, let me be a mouthpiece for God. Yeah. Use me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and, and let the kids be receptive and just use me for God. Amen. That's, that's how it works. That's how so we do the work, you know, yeah. use me, speak through me. Say yeah. what I need to say. Open yeah. their ears. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Kyle. So incredibly good. Yep. And I'm just no restored by God. I mean, I think the, mm. the miracle of all of it to me is not that God, you know, met you in that cell. It's not that you were able to get sober and you were able to stay clean. I feel like the miracle of it is that you were able to keep your faith mm. those seven years. Yeah. I mean, that's just miraculous to me. My my faith that I have today is to the roof, bro. True to yeah. roof. My faith, because what he did for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I tell the kids this at school. Some kids, they met, you know, every school I leave, I tell the kids, you guys never alone, bro. You get yeah. me? I will show you my Instagram message to blow your mind, bro. How much mm. kids message me because they're suicidal. They like die. They like this. And I don't want a degree in anything. Bro. I get one GD from prison, bro. But these kids know that me, uncle, was in a dark place, bro. How yeah. they're feeling right now. And if uncle can get out of the dark place, they can help me out of the dark place. Yeah. So constantly, constantly, I go back down into the dark with this, with this child yeah. via text. And I slowly work them out. Boom. And I tell the kids this. There is no storm in life that lasts forever, bro. No storm. You guys can mention, tell me on storm that lasts forever. There's no such thing as a storm that lasts forever. Even the storms within ourselves, bro. So when yeah. you feel that storm inside of you, bro, remember this is temporary, bro. You reach out to me, you do this, you do what you got to do, and we ride the storm together, bro. Mm -hmm. And when the sun does shine, because going shine, just prepare yourself for another storm, because that's life. Yeah, absolutely. And the storm's going to come. Some and come and go. And I was the last person that anybody thought would be sober, bro, including yeah. myself. I was going to die on Crystal Man Attic. Yeah. I had no intentions of quitting Crystal Man. So when people see me now out and about helping people with addiction, mm -hmm. only one way, only God, bro. Was How there a point, was it that day on your knees when you were in the hole? Was that was there a conscious decision to never use again? Or was it just kind of went without even thinking about it because you had this incredible spiritual experience? It's like not an option anymore. Did you to, think about it? No, to be honest, when, when I was on my knees in my seven by seven windowless cell, I surrendered everything I had in me, bro. Yeah. Every, everything in me, I surrendered wholeheartedly everything. And when I gave myself to him that day, everything went with him. Everything went with him. And I think that message right there is so important because yes, the storm will pass, but it's in our most broken yep. that we find the light, it, that we see yep. the light, that we get our greatest experiences and moments and the most transformative, 
you know, experiences. I mean, I think all of us can say in hindsight, looking back on our own lives, that the really tough times taught us something or made us into somebody new. And it's so important when you're in the darkest days to remember that they are going to be your greatest strengths. The the fact that you can walk through it and come out the other side Mm -hmm. is going to build within you and give you something that no lightness can ever give you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing that gratefulness, gratefulness Mm -hmm. is another thing that my, my, I grateful. I just grateful. And I always hear people grumbling about things. Oh, no more Wi-Fi. or grumbling about, Oh, today might look like my rain. And yeah. What what happened to me? I don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I just grateful. I just grateful, but every day the sky look more blue, the grass look more green, yes, the wind feel yes, more refreshing, yes. the water feel more everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think, you know, I I didn't go through anything remotely similar to you, but being an addict and having experienced the living hell of that and you know, wanting not thinking and feeling that there was a way out there is this gift of gratitude. You know, I was in a meeting today and and I was, when it came to my turn to share, I was just saying, I was like, you know, like we shouldn't be here. Like none of us should be here. None of us should have spouses and children. And, and you're so right. You know, it's like all those little daily moments. I I often Mm -hmm. think about it when I'm flying and people are complaining about stuff and I'm like, we are flying through the air at 300 miles an hour in a yeah. recliner. Like, yeah. come on, people. We don't have we don't have to complain about this. Yeah. And like you said, we just we just don't sweat the small stuff, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, we, I, it's the humility. That humble piece is so key, yeah. Kyle. Because I often think about um, when you drive into downtown Charleston and like get to the stoplight and take a left down here. There's always homeless people right there in the corner. And I know most people drive by thinking they're, you know, in a completely different class. And I drive by that corner and just think, why, why is that not me? Like, why am yep. I in the car and not on the corner? Like by the yep. grace of God, go out. Grace of God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God didn't bless me with my sobriety. Yeah. Which leads to my freedom. Yeah. And with my freedom, I'm with my family. And I'm able to help people. So it all starts with my sobriety, bro. Yeah. Sobriety, freedom, family, grateful. When I was in prison, I used to work out like a madman because you got to be strong. Yeah. And and write. I used to write. I write a lot. And I have a lot of poems that is published right, in books. Mm. I'm a member of the Chicken Soup family, bro. Tom Lagano. You, you are? Of- yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. Amazing. I, I submit my poem to them. Tom Lagana. He... He put my book, my poem in his book. He sent me on book to prison. Wow. I know. But I wrote one poem. It's in this book. It's called A Seed of Gratitude. Can I share it with you real quick? Yes, please. Okay. I wrote this prison while in prison. My life I once lived was ripped in half. Now I'm very appreciative for everything I have. When I was free, I used to laugh and play. But I'm now I'm just grateful for each passing day. I learned to live with perseverance. Because coming to prison is a humbling experience. I recollect my thoughts from in my cell. My highlight in life is to receive some mail. God has blessed me with faith and hope. I look forward to receiving my state-issued soap. I'm grateful for the shoes that I wear on my feet. I appreciate the food that I'm able to eat. This time away is only temporary. 
I learned to appreciate from simple stationery. Letters and poems from my loved ones I send. I never thought I'll be so grateful to receive a pen. So much I learned and so much I've seen. One of my main concerns is to receive my hygiene. Many things to me are now sentimental. I'm very grateful for my basic essentials. A seed of gratitude in my heart I planted. I would never take anything in life for granted. My feelings I share with words and syllable. What I'm trying to say is I miss life in general. I was too naive to actually see the things I neglected when I was free. And this one is called a seed of gratitude, bro. Wow. I get one pen. You can buy one pen. I write so much. Halfway through the week would be the ink drained, would be empty. Gone. Wow. And in prison, you don't like borrowing nothing from anybody. Yeah. So I just used to wait, used to wait, used to wait. till the next week, they gave me my fresh pen. Oh, it was like Christmas. Wow. It was like Christmas. Now I get a whole bottle of pens on my desk. <laughs> but I'm still grateful. Yes. I'm still grateful. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Kyle, you are such a gift to the world. You, God you is good. God is good. such a gift. You are such a... Yes, God is good. God is always God is good. good. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for sharing you your so story. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your time today. Um, well, tell me this, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Oh, the best way is through Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram is stay humble prayer. Yeah. And I have my, um, my link tree on there in my bio. Yeah. You can all any schools out there want to contact me for come to a school or church or treatment center. Yes. You guys can find me that way. All my videos of the, of the schools is on there and stay humble prayer. One word, stay humble, humble prayer. Pray. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Like, well, my shirt. I'm, like my shirt. Yes. I'm sure you're going to get an, just an influx of messages from this episode. And truly, I know we're going to meet one day. I can't wait for that day. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a glorious day and we will stay in contact, but keep doing the work that you're doing. I have no mahalo, doubt you mahalo. will. No doubt. Mahalo. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Mara. Thank you so much. Everybody out there, thank you so much. Wow, you guys, I don't know about you, but um, quite a miracle from God, right? Just so much hope in his story and so much inspiration and and so many lessons, you know? Um, I'm kind of speechless at the end of this, but I just want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode, um, Kyle's doing so many incredible things in this world. And I just want his message to reach more and more, especially kids. So um, tag him, tag me in your story, share the episode. And thanks so much for tuning in again. We'll see you next week. Bye.